0: Art, comedy, pop culture, and much more. You're listening to ACPN.
1: Bruce smashes buildings, I smash fourth walls and bad endings. And sometimes Matt Murdock.
2: It's coming from over there. I I don't think I want
1: to do this. It's me. A Mario. Becky! Look up! Becky Becky!
2: call it spiritual intimacy
3: hello everybody welcome to pop culture anonymous
4: hey we're a podcast again
3: for whatever reason
4: yeah hey well we're a podcast for a valid reason because we find a very good reason a very very good reason hi everybody
0: hello boys i'm
4: back (laughs) welcome to pop culture anonymous everyone i'm john with matt and jason Welcome you gentlemen. We got we got a great show tonight. Uh Tommy Avaloni, the producer, director of the soon to be watched and uh, and adored universally adored Barney documentary on Peacock. We're going to chat with him. We also have a special guest right now from something something cast Rob What what going we... on, guys? There he is. <laughs> 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 How are you reaction? doing tonight? Hey. How's it going? It's going pretty well, you know, geeking out about stuff and things and things and stuff. And that's all I got. I, I'm honestly... So, what?
3: You know, I'm having fun with this month because we're watching horror movies in October. But uh, I, I believe John had a big weekend.
4: Yeah, I was about, last weekend. I was about to say I'm I'm pretty shot. I don't know if you if my voice is uh still <laughs> I don't know how my voice is still holding up, but uh a lot of hobnobbing being done over at uh the Javits Center in New York City over the weekend, New York Comic Con.
3: Whose knob did you hob?
4: Uh Ooh. mostly Dana Snyder's.
3: Huh. Okay.
4: <laughs> Which, you know, that's that's pretty that's per the norm. For, like, the last... That's, that's plenty
0: of knob for one man to handle. Knob.
4: <laughs> yeah, but also, you know, chatted with the uh, the cast of the upcoming Aqua Teen Plantasm uh, and got to see some, you know, got to see the movie. I'm not going to spoil anything. Suffice to say, it is an awesome movie. Probably better than the first one, I would say. But, did yeah. they have
3: a... Uh, was it just for the panel, or did they have it for a select viewer screening?
4: Yeah, it was, well, the way, and this is probably me going on a rant about how uh, Pop, the presenters of New York Comic Con, have to get their shit together and stop with the trial by fire mentality of things. But uh, they reserved spots in the main room this year, so you had to go online and reserve them, regardless of whether you were a fan, a pro, or press. Huh. And the way they had it situated was the fact that They're like, okay, well, uh, what was the last week of the, the, the last Tuesday in, so it was like the 27th of September, you guys and gals can, can go on this website and reserve your seats for certain panels on certain, at certain times, certain days, uh, the website shit itself. (laughs) Of course. And then they went and then people complaining on Twitter outrage. And then they're like, well, Wait a minute, guys. We're sorry. There's a problem. We're going to try this again on Thursday with a completely different system. I swear, baby, this never happens. <laughs> so, in between Tuesday and Thursday, apparently, from what I heard, uh, someone leaked the, the website for the reservation system. Oh. <laughs> so, people were reserving Wednesday night in advance. And uh, Repop was like, "Okay, well, we're, we're resetting this uh-huh. again." <laughs> and then uh, Thursday about noon time, they're like, "Okay, well, it's up." And then I'm working at my desk until one thirty. I'm like, "Wait a minute, wasn't there supposed to be something?" I'm, "Oh my god!" So fortunately, I had an in for Aquatine. I got you know, I got my Aquatine just in case Press didn't come through, which it did, and I won't go into the story about how Javit security needs to get their shit together. Right. Uh, uh, got the Aqua Teen one. I got... Uh, Dan Harmon had a thing, which I totally missed because it was like 11 in the morning and I was dead the, the night before.
3: How hungover were you? Yeah. Uh,
4: no, yeah. I wasn't hungover. It's just, you know, comic... It's just the walking I had to do because they put the press area, like... Up behind everything and they they like roped everything off into sections so it's like trying to go through a maze. Yeah. So it's like fourth floor of this new section all the way in the in the back where you have to go around everything and there's no other way down except for the way the fans come in. So yeah, it
3: was one of the reasons we stopped going to New York Comic Con, it just got too messy.
4: It, it, they, they don't, like I said, it's 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 trial by fire every year. They try this, it doesn't work. They try that, it doesn't work. It's like, how no. about you guys come up with, with a sensible plan? Like, someone even, even, in press even mentioned, they were like, why didn't they just do a separate thing for press if they wanted to reserve uh, seating? And some of the panels actually had press seating. I went to, what was it, the screening for, the other thing I got, uh, the third thing I got, the screening to the Violent Night movie. Uh, and I got a regular pass for that. So when they scanned me in, and this was a read Pop guy, I think, or a volunteer, he's like, oh, you're pressed, but I'll scan you in anyway. I'm like, okay, okay I wish you shared the sentiment uh, the night before when I was screaming at the security guard.
3: That's, yeah, it's just nuts, man. It's, I mean, it's of course, they had, it, you knew it was going to get crazy when yeah. it got as big as it did.
4: I mean, it. here's the thing. And I always feel biased because I compare it to San Diego. I compare it to Dragon Con. San Diego, it, the last time I went in 2009, it was already out of control. Right. And who knows how it is now. I mean, they utilized the... I think the last time I was there, or maybe a couple of times after that, they started utilizing the stadium. And then they, and then like the hotels nearby. And it, it's just, you know... Jesus. They were, it was like so... There was like it was like so packed in that San Diego Convention Center that they had to actually utilize the rest of the area. Whereas like DragonCon they they they're packed, but they know how to cater Atlanta knows how to cater to Dragon Con because they keep expanding the hotels out purposely.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, DragonCon has what, they had hundred and ten thousand people the last time I went. <laughs> and it was it was handled really well.
4: They they really like I said they, they know they know how to cater to Dragon Con. It just it sounds like New York. Like everything uh, in New York is just the fucking worst version of anything you can fucking imagine. Like, you know, Jason, you know what it is? It's it's the fact that Comic-Con isn't the only thing that goes there. They have the car shows, they have the boat shows. Uh, I think next well, they m- should have their shit together. Like Well, <laughs> what the fuck? They got plenty of experience to pull from, guys. It, it's it, and it's true, but I don't know. They there's things that they they need to tighten up on, and I don't know. Well, yeah, New York City is just fucked, so it's yeah. it's par for the course. Yeah, I guess so. But you know, enough of me ranting. There were there were some fun things there besides. You know, I, I saw, I got to see Aquatine movie. I'm not going to spoil it. It was amazing. Uh, like I said, Violent Night. Uh, I want to know how like, that is. I'm not going to spoil that either because, uh, I forget the, I'm not going to look it up, but the email said you can't really spoil anything until like November 3rd or something, Mm -hmm. but, but basically it's, imagine if Sheriff Jim Hopper from Stranger Things was actually Santa Claus in a diehard scenario where John, where John Leguizamo is Hans Gruber, and uh, Beverly D'Angelo is Mister Takagi. Okay, but doesn't get shot in the head, and it, it just has all these elements of it goes from like Die Hard One to Die Hard Two, to Home Alone, and, okay, then, and it. and then somewhere in between there there's a Christmas there's still a Christmas feeling in there. Hmm. I'm into it. it. It It's really, I mean, it's, it's by the same, it's by David Leach uh, produces it. The guy who did Deadpool two Hobbs and Shaw. Uh, he did some of the John wicks. I think the director did nobody. Mm. So it's that same, it's that same. Wanton violence that, that comes from those, yeah. those movies.
0: I That's dug it. I
4: think it's my new favorite Christmas movie at this point.
0: Then it is then comedy, right?
4: Yeah. yeah.
3: So I think we talked about genre. action comedy.
4: Yeah, it's an action comedy, yeah. yeah
3: did you ever comedy. see Fat Man? No. As, I, th- I think as, I did. I thought that one was actually pretty good, even though Mel Gibson is pretty repellent. Oh, yeah. But that movie was actually pretty good. <laughs> anyway, so right. that one uh, sounds awesome. Yeah. Uh, tell me about Sven Gooley.
4: Oh yeah, he's he was awesome. I think he was probably exhausted by the time I saw him, though. I think I saw him Saturday morning, and you know, you and you and Jim were like pushing me to go to go meet and greet with him. So I'm like, ah, fuck it, I'll do it. You know. And then as a gag gift, because I know she'll never listen to this, I got my mother in law his autograph. Nice. Because <laughs> we watch it like every Saturday, and like the first thing when we when we go to my in law's house, we're like, oh, what's on Sven tonight? Cause she she grew up with the whole you know like House on Haunted Hill, the the son of Frankenstein, etcetera, etcetera. So she yeah she digs, the great B movies yeah she digs the she digs the old horror movies but mm-hmm. Sven Guli not so much I think she thinks he's weird. Uh, so, he's got his place. Yeah, of I mean, course. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he is. But so I I got her uh, a late Christmas a uh, late birthday gift, and framed it.
3: It's like so. saying you think Rob Zombie might be a little weird. Of course he is. No. <laughs>
4: what? You think Weird Al nothing might be like, like a little weird?
3: Now that's I mean, just on the nose. Like John. Yeezy. <laughs> oh God. Oh. So anyway. <laughs>
4: uh, yeah. Anyway, I mean, that was pretty much the bulk of what I did at Comic Con. I mean, saw some, you know, saw some friends, uh, ran into some celebs. And um,
3: where uh doc was doc
4: there i didn't see him so if he was there he was probably you know i don't know
2: yeah.
3: just doing his it's, thing somewhere it's,
4: it's a shame there's there's no more like venture brother i mean maybe once the movie is out
3: yeah they'll they'll, they'll have to show up again i i would hope
4: where's do we have any idea like where that's at in production like I have no... I mean, the fact that Aqua Teen is coming out soon, maybe it'll be in the next year or so.
0: Like, have they not been working on it for,
4: like, three years?
3: <laughs> I mean, it's Venture Brothers. They work on everything well, when, for when did eight they, years. I
4: think they announced it, what, last year?
3: Last year, yeah.
4: So, mm-hmm. and they announced Aqua Teen, Venture, and then Menalocalypse. So, I think... That'll probably be the order of release then, too. Maybe. Unless... Seven,
3: seven years apart.
4: Yeah, we don't know. Venture and Metalocalypse, you know, between Doc and Jackson and then Brendan and uh, Tommy, they, they tend to <laughs> take a while with their stuff.
3: They go at their own pace.
4: Yeah, I mean, justifiably uh, good. You know, you don't want a rushed uh, thing and then people start hating on the movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that's that fucking Nintendo quote.
0: A rushed game is bad forever, but a delayed game is good or some shit, whatever mm. it was.
4: Yeah, that uh, say tell... You know, For the quote, Jason. <laughs> ask, ask Cyberpunk about that one.
3: Yeah, exactly. Or, or No Man's Sky.
0: <laughs> yeah, because both of those games, like, over time have become,
4: like, more than competent. Like True. I mean... I, I can't... I mean, honestly, I had... And, and I think we've discussed this before. There's not really... Much I can say negatively about Cyberpunk, except for collapsing palm trees. Yeah, but I no, think it th- fucking worked. I think like, ed- it was I think... playable as long as you weren't on a PS4. Right. Yeah, it wasn't good on consoles, and they delis- delisted them. But uh, I think Edge Runners has helped tremendously.
0: Yeah, Edge Runners was a huge boost for <sighs> everything. That was a
4: great and and I haven't watched too many animes, but that was that was damn good.
0: Yeah, I gotta watch it. It's very good because I have watched a lot of animes. Oh yeah, what have you watched? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, here we <sighs> go. <laughs> no, I I'd, I'd say like most recently was Evangelion. I watched the the three like remake chapters they did over the last few years. But I've seen all of Bers- Berserk. Watched fucking uh, Berserk. Inuyasha back in the day.
3: Cowboy Sit Bebop. Boy.
0: Like all the all the 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 critical ones ninja scroll you know
4: oh well i meant recently i don't know
3: you're uh
0: recently was the evangelion ah and then i think what was it demon hunter was like the big one that came out on netflix oh, in the last yeah, couple yeah, of years yeah. that i really wasn't into like the art style but i watched the first few episodes it's got good like dark kind of undertones to the stories that they tell and i really dig like the the overall concept of it. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I might go back to it one of these days when I'm bored.
4: That's cool. Well,
0: yeah, there's a lot of good shit out there. And I mean, fuck, if you want to dig in, that's <laughs> quite the hefty fucking library of stuff to dive in on, especially now in retrospect, like you don't have to watch any of the bad shit. You can spend that's... a thousand hours watching nothing but the most critically acclaimed anime. <laughs> but yeah.
4: Yeah, I know someone recommended uh, Attack on Titan
0: to me. Same, like it's it's been a good one. Like they've done good things with the series. Apparently, it's just it's they're on like season four or five now, so a lot of back catalog shit to work through. I tried obviously...
3: to I tried to watch Attack on Titan when it first came out, and I, I ended up uh, accidentally watching the dubbed one for two episodes, and I just couldn't oh, do fuck. it. No, like, the dub dub is horrible.
0: It's always a coin toss. They're
3: yeah. be fucking I, I read the movies. manga of that one up until I think I died out on that because it's like 20 something volumes.
0: Jeez, yeah. Oh boy, it's, it's bananas how long they can fucking run.
3: I mean, Berserk is supposed to be starting up again. Uh, yeah, the last I, volume there was volume 40, I read.
0: Yeah, but the the creator of the main guy died uh, last year, I think last year or the year before yeah but
3: so supposedly they're they're continuing on he wrote a ton of stuff down storylines
0: yeah they're going to do the, the silmarillion version of it basically yeah has notes to try to kind of predict where he was going with it but that was the whole thing is he was a total george r r about the whole thing Girl freak the, just not really telling anybody where he was taking it or what the overall kind of whiteboard story was for it.
3: No, but he just had tons of, like, storyboards and ideas. Yeah. No, so.
0: Yeah, hope for the best.
4: Hopefully we wrap it up and see something worthwhile. Cool.
3: Yeah, I'd, I'd like an I, ending to that.
4: i take it Rob isn't a fan of anime.
2: I mean, it's not <laughs> that I'm against it. It's just not really my thing. I never I got didn't. into any of it.
4: Huh. No, not, not everyone can't like everything. What? What's one of your, uh, what's in your wheelhouse?
3: Blair Witch 2. <laughs> um,
4: I forgot about that already. I blanked that out of existence. Rob, I tell mean, us about your your wonderful idea for a watch party.
2: It was a fantastic idea. I mean, <laughs> you all showed up for it.
3: I, mean, I, I We enjoyed
2: it. So the thing was, was that once a month we do a movie review episode. Uh, So since it's Halloween, uh, we did a movie that we have talked about multiple times previously in our podcast, uh, Blair Witch 2 Book of Shadows. So I said, hey, it would be a cool idea if before we do the review episode and release it, we do a watch party on Discord uh, so us and our friends can actually watch it before the episode comes out. Um, I mean, it doesn't hold up, but I still stand by the fact that there were some cool things about it. Um, and even in doing the research for the episode, uh, there were other things that I didn't know about it that we had found out that uh, strengthened my position even more.
3: Hmm. Fair so, enough. Huh. Okay. We're all talking about the goth orgy scene, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, who doesn't talk about that scene? I mean, it's
4: it's a goth orgy
2: with hot
4: goth ladies.
2: I mean, to be fair, you've seen one, you've you, yeah, yeah. kind of seen them all. Yeah. It's just like a
4: lot of
3: black leather and yeah. So basically, I will
4: say <laughs> sorry. No, no, I was don't. gonna say so. Basically, Shotzi Blackheart.
3: Well,
0: yes, yeah. I was gonna I was gonna say in in terms of like actual like actually like getting into anime it's the same thing i say about video games to anybody that's not a gamer just got to like test the waters on shit you do like like what kind of themes mm. do you appreciate and at least like have a starting point to go from besides just diving into any old random thing right but it's it it takes effort like you got to <laughs> you got to be willing to try some things out and see what's out there and yeah, something like Edge Runners seems to be, like, universal. It mm. might be something to jump in on, but it's, I mean, all anime is an acquired taste, just like yeah. video games. Like, people like Call of Duty, people fucking hate Call of Duty. Bleh. I hate Call of Duty, uh, like,
3: but I
4: have my like, reasons.
3: Like right. I said, I, I, I watched a little bit of anime here and there before, like, before I was in high school, then I got to Korea, and that shit's everywhere there. right. Mm. So you just kind of start watching it and watched a lot of shit over there. Like a lot of random stuff that I've never even seen make it over here.
4: It's kind of fun. I I grew up with, uh, you know, early Toonami when they started running like Dragon Ball and Tenchi and fell in love with Tenchi and a couple other ones. And then they kept, you know, when they got to Cowboy Bebop and that it was just that one season, I was uh, kind of disheartened. And then you know, Big O was kind of uh, shutting down and all these other ones, and I'm like, do I have a curse on me? Where uh-huh. the, ones I, the ones I like, they just either cancel or drop from the network? Stop like. liking right. things. Right.
2: Seriously, John, it's clearly your fault. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. not it's, it it's, off, dude. It's my damn You're fault. You're a curse. I mean, I watched a <laughs> fair number of seasons of uh, Naruto Shippuden. I hear It's um, good. It was it was okay. I had a friend who was really into it at the time, so they sent me a link to this website that had, like, all the fucking episodes on it. So mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, I'll check it out. And I was, like, in between Netflix shows at the time, so it wasn't like I had anything else where I was like, oh, but I want to finish this. So I must have powered through, like, 19, 20 episodes of it. And it's, I mean, it's Lock. fun, but it wasn't something that, like, roped me in and made me say, oh, I have to finish this and see where everything goes.
3: So it was good background TV.
2: Uh, it was background TV that I was mildly paying attention to, but mm, yes,
4: yeah, I found that with uh, to, was it tsunami? Tsunami? I guess, I guess more, more or less, with the new Yasha because they used to air at five in the morning, and that would be like background noise to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know.
2: I mean, I loved the new Netflix Voltron when that came out. I mean, that's
4: I never got tec- around to
2: the technically but- anime. That one's pretty okay. Would Castlevania? I mean, they fucking ran
4: for like six
0: seasons. Castlevania was anime. Yeah,
4: yeah, well, I enjoyed that. That that, that was comp- really good. That company. I have a friend who uh, she works for uh, the company Powerhouse. Very Re- really good stuff. He uh not He Man, but Master of the Universe kind of looked like the same animation style too. But I don't know if if you'd consider that anime. Right. The, Ke- know, the Kevin know. Smith one. It was really it's, good, yeah, I mean
0: it's it's animation it's it's all made in Asia, so it's well, fucking everything's anime at this point, I guess, <laughs>
4: yeah, except Aquatine the
0: actually, I forgot about the best anime that I've watched recently, that fucking Goku
4: midnight eye, uh, oh, I thought you were gonna say Rick and Morty, <laughs> uh,
0: no, the one with the fucking motorcycle stripper and the fucking naked peacock lady, oh. God damn it, okay. I don't know what on. any of this is,
4: but I, yeah. I'm go ahead, drawing a blank yeah. too. is it the Super Mario trailer? Nobody
0: has seen this movie. You don't. You've never heard of it. Like, oh, okay. This doesn't awaken something this in me. It better
1: because <laughs> it
0: it it plays in the background of that synthwave channel that I always put on. Oh. It's like one of the anime that go through the the behind. What's like, the name whatever. of it? It's called Goku Midnight Eye. From 1989. Hmm. Oh, wow. interesting! It's it's amazing. It's like a kind of like Blade Runner vibes. Huh. It's like a cop in the near future, and there's like three different stories. But yeah, where, that where, one was crazy. I bought like a bootleg DVD of it. Oh, so it's
4: it's not on like HBO. It's not on like Crunchyroll. It's, it's
0: on Amazon, hmm. but it's just the dubbed version. Ooh. Like I couldn't find the Japanese version anywhere. But yeah, I, I, that's why I bought the DVD from China.
3: Up verses or no bueno. Eh.
0: No. And it's it was just okay, but no, I you gotta watch the fucking original
4: for any of the good ones. It's always so, the best version. True. But so, yeah, so anime, go, man. Anime. Jap, Japan stuff. Uh, going back to the Super Mario trailer, who else saw it besides me? <laughs> uh. Which trailer? Super Mario.
0: Yeah, the, the, just the teaser thing. I, I mean, it's it'll be a fucking. It looks like a DreamWorks movie, like DreamWorks does Nintendo. Like it. It'll be fine.
4: Well, Dream uh, is DreamWorks or no Illumination. It's the Despicable Me people. Right. That's All why, look same. That's why. Uh, <laughs> what was the meme that I saw on Twitter? Uh the teaser poster always has the uh the character facing uh with their back facing the, the camera or the poster. Mario's flat ass. chasing the camera. <laughs> and that meme. And and <laughs> and then the Bob's Burgers meme because it sounds like Linda Belcher. Yep. Ugh. Mushroom Kingdom, here we come. All right. Oh, Bobby. Bobby. We going to Mushroom Kingdom, Bobby. Oh, yeah. my Bobby.
3: It'll be a movie. I'll probably see it at some point. I'm in no rush to see it. That's about all I can I appreciate you know, work up for it.
4: I appreciate that they made the Penguins characters.
3: Yeah, well, yeah. There were some snowballs. Okay. Yeah, Chris Pratt being Chris Pratt.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, but you uh you saw your girl, uh Tara Strong is speaking out uh that uh, that uh, original what's his name Charles Martinet? He should be the voice of Mario in the movie. He's not a I mean, fucking voice actor.
0: The no. guy does fucking Mario. That's it.
3: Is that He's all he does? Actor.
0: Yes.
4: <laughs> no, no, that's RGB. not true. He also He's does Luigi. Late. It's just fuck.
0: <laughs> Good job, John. You got Damn me. Fair enough. Wait, wait! I'm not done.
4: I'm not done. Guess what else he does.
0: Wario. Ugh. No, he, that's literally it. And he does not do, like, actual voiceover work that I could find. It's literally just Mario. Yeah. So it's just Yahoo. Here we go. It's-a me. <laughs> It's-a me, Mario. It's-a me, Mario.
4: <laughs> I, <laughs> am, fuck, I am Mario. I can't
0: remember what I... <laughs> I was searching for something and fucking What's-Her-Face from Game of Thrones came up doing a fucking... Mario thing. I can't find that.
3: Natalie,
2: but, is, but does that, does that make him not a voice actor?
0: Yes. You like know, he doesn't, he doesn't read a script and deliver lines of dialogue. He does voice quips. He may as well be a, a sound effect.
4: You know, what's hysterical is I'm looking at his IMDb now. It says he's known for nine months. The game. Those are two movies. Uh, Elder Scrolls V, Skyrim, as Parthurnax? I don't know. As, as Pario? Yep, as Pario. <laughs> and then Luigi's <laughs> Mansion as Luigi slash Mario. So it's not even like Super Mario 64, Super Mario this, Super Mario that. Right. So, I mean, that's that's the
0: films that he's appeared in. He I, might have, like, side character parts and no, it's but not, to two argue, it's not though. to take away from what he's done. He is he is no, Mario. I agree. I agree. So like Master but, Chief, but he's yeah, like, but even fucking Master Chief had dialogue. Like he just does voice quips. Like that's
4: it. So no, like I said, he's he's the soundboard. He's not yeah. But to to Tara, in Tara's defense, I can see where she's coming from that because it's like it's another example of. Hollywood Hollywood taking the, you, the character from someone. And, yes,
0: but yeah. you know they had to have tried.
3: That's what they I'm wondering probably, if they did or not.
0: They had to have brought him in. Let's do some reads. Let's see how it goes. And realize that, ah, oh, fuck. It's like, because at this point, it would have sold. It didn't need Chris Pratt for sure. Like we we did not need Pratt Pratt Pratt. No, it, it could have lived on the back of Martinette, and you could have cast anybody else for the rest of the people. Yeah, put some big names there. Yeah, fucking Vin Diesel is Toad. Like
2: uh, anything else would have worked.
4: This mushroom is family.
2: You know, in in his defense, he did voice Mario in Super Mario sixty four. There you go.
4: <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I. Th- I but he, think...
2: was, he was also in Nine Months. He was.
4: Uh, That's what I said. He was. Yeah. yeah. He was in. Oh uh, shit!
0: What? I he just was in Re- Nash Bridges. I just realized he who he was
4: in Nine Months. Knight Rider. He was the Barney oh, ripoff. <laughs> See, come on. Holy crap! It all it all comes together. It all ties together.
0: I don't. I. I. I'm, I'm. I know it sound, sounds dismissive, and I sound like a fucking no I... prick about it, but. It's just a, a delineation for me. That, no, that, it, that's it. Not it's more it's more understandable
4: this. in in sort of in this instance because there are a lot of times where, like, I can see why Tara spoke up because she's always she always seems to be the the second or third string voice for Harley Quinn when they can't get well, you know. If uh, if K- you Kayla haven't Poco.
0: seen the fucking behind the voice thing that what's his face did, I have to. She's fucking Bender.
4: Yeah, I have to. Matt
0: DiMaggio. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that's it. I mean, Mark Hamill has well, Mark Hamill didn't really bitch about it, but um, Billy West has bitched about it for a decades now. That they voice actors will literally go in to audition for every animated movie that comes out, develop a character, work with the room, come up with something that works, and they'll say, "Great, this is awesome. Sounds great. We'll let you know." and then they cast a fucking Hollywood actor that sounds like that. Mm. That's how Jerry Seinfeld got B-movie Is Billy West went in. The character he came up with sounded like Jerry Seinfeld. What do they do? They fucking call the guy. That's Uh, it. That's kind of annoying. All that fucking work out the window. That's 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 the thing that sucks about, like, being a voice actor. Not that I am, like, officially, but it's like, that's the work. That's the hustle is... Doing the auditions. Same for actors as well. Doing the auditions, doing the grind of going out, putting your ass on the line, and then somebody else getting it just because. Yeah, it's,
4: it's, it's disheartening.
0: Totally. But it is. It's, it's the industry. It's a, like I said, it's the same for any actor. You could be 100% the right person for the role in everything but your face. like
3: <laughs> Pretty much.
4: It's crazy. Yeah.
3: So, all right, let's wrap this thing up, guys.
4: Are we done? Oh, well, maybe. Okay. We're, I mean, I, I feel we're like watching the time. Right, I feel like we. Yeah. We've, I think I feel like we we just you know we, we're not even at the tip of the iceberg here about what we're geeking out about, but I guess we can maybe we can save that for another episode. Who knows? Maybe. Hey, maybe we're exactly.
3: we're back. You know.
4: Are we back? We're back, baby. Oh, okay. At least once a month, maybe
0: while we do game
3: maybe not But the rest of us, <laughs> I don't, I don't, us I don't
4: know where I am. I'm boring and quiet, apparently. Even though I'm losing my Jeez. voice. Jeez. But yeah. Okay. Um. So you know what, Rob? Hey, well,
3: Wrap it up here, buddy.
4: Sorry, we didn't get to anything of of interest outside of uh, what was that movie? Bla- Blair Witch Two. Okay. Blair Witch Two. I, I'm blanking it out again. I'm 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 like insta repressing it. <laughs> But uh thanks for stopping by. We got to have you on again. You want to plug your show or any any of your yes. en- endeavors? Yeah, um so uh
2: you can go over to somethingcast.com, which is our repository of all things something. Has all of our buttons and widgets and doodads where you can find us on all the different podcatchers and social media of choice. Um you can also find us over on Patreon. We relaunched our Patreon just last month. Uh, Patreon.com slash something something cast. Uh, two bucks a month gets you not only to help support our show, but it gets you early access and uncut, unedited versions of the episodes that go up on Saturday before the regular episodes go up on Tuesday.
1: Um, other
2: than that, I am uh, dipping my toe
4: into some voice acting stuff.
2: Oh, hi. <gasps> uh, if oh, everyone's
4: wow. doing voice acting except me, maybe I'm maybe I got to do voice acting at some point. Yeah. I mean,
2: if you go to crystalsimagination.com, there's a link there for Star Wars Legacy. It was a fanfic that uh, Crystal Storm wrote a couple years ago, and she turned it into an audio drama, and I got cast as one of the characters in that, which was oh, really cool. That's awesome. Oh, shit. Uh, so now I'm just kind kinda of trying to, uh, you know, reaching out, throwing out some auditions here and there. There is a upcoming uh, four-episode Marvel thing that is uh gonna be coming out fairly soon that i will pimp out but i don't want to say too much about it because i'm not sure what like we can say Mm
4: -hmm. uh special project but we wrapped up all
2: the audio for that uh and the final chapter is getting recorded in the next week or two so should be coming out i'm not sure when this episode is going to come out but it should be coming out within the next month this guy so uh stay tuned all right.
4: Awesome. Thanks for, thanks for stopping in and chatting with us. Hopefully we can have you back on, uh, soon. And yeah, we're no, going to, we're going to take a quick, uh, commercial break for something, probably coffee. We'll be back with Tommy Avaloni. Uh, he's the director and producer of the Barney of the dinosaur documentary. I love you. You hate me.
1: We'll be right back.
4: ladies and gentlemen, our first guest uh, of the show I guess since we restarted the brand uh, he is a amazing director producer of such pop culture I, iconoclast I want to say <laughs> he, he's he's been he's been uh, kicking some serious butt at this and we he's a friend of the show we've had him on for a couple of his, exploits and we're glad to have him back to talk about uh the barney documentary tommy Avaloni, welcome to pop culture anonymous how you doing yeah how are you good do it pretty good so you know we like i said we, you're a friend of the uh, the old show adventure club we've had you know guy and i have chatted with you about you know i am santa claus you went from that you had uh, ghost heads now 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 barney how did how, how, how do you go? How how is Barney uh, finished? How did <laughs> Barney come
1: about? I mean, I just you know I saw this like old nostalgic sort of uh, newscast from 1993, uh, and it was a, it was about a Barney Bashing event in the University of Nebraska, mm-hmm. and these college kids were just beating up Barney. You know, they're like mm-hmm. hitting with hammers, throwing darts at him, ripping him up, and all sort of stuff. And at the end of the broadcast, he said. Uh, the newscaster was like, Well, that's the future of that country right there. And it's like, oh we're <laughs> yeah. living in that future now, you know, like he wasn't wrong. Pretty big pretty. level of hate. You know, why don't we explore love and hate but told through the story of Barney the dinosaur? So that was where it was. It wasn't like oh, I need to do a documentary about Barney. You know, it was <laughs> like, you know, it was kind of just fell into that realm. It was like, oh, this is interesting. So
4: it, it, and it's a very amazing it, it i have very you know i'm, I'm not too big on too many docu- documentaries outside of yours of course but like the only thing i have to compare it with lately is like house of hammer like it has it starts off i don't know if you've seen it but it starts oh, off with like oh yeah army hammer is this guy and and he, oh. he divorced his wife and he has his girlfriend and everything's hunky-dory and then Then the darkness.
3: (laughs) That's when the cannibalism started.
4: That's when the cannibalism and and the and the letter, the creepy letters he leaves for his girlfriend while she's on an island.
1: Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. I've I've been watching Dahmer though. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) Oh, I I yeah, that that one I kind of skipped over.
4: (laughs) But but to be honest, Barney just for me, it it hit all the the main points of the rise and fall of Barney. Because I mean, uh, and and I think we're all of this around the same age group where it was, you know, our demographic was like that mid nineties, like, okay, it was the force feeding of Barney, you know, the kids loved him and, and the, the young adults to the adults hated him. And then the, the, the mid nineties movement of, you know, all the, uh, the edgier stuff, like, uh, I was gonna you say, know, grunge, grunge, <laughs> well, the, 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 the WWF, yeah. What's
1: that? Yeah, Barney comes out in nineteen ninety-two on PBS and you know Nirvana's number one. You know, exactly. Antino, Robert Rodriguez are coming out of Sundance, you know, Jerry Springer's on television. Attitude uh, era. Yeah, well, the yeah. attitude era really wasn't until the late uh, Yeah,
4: really. yeah, that's true.
3: Dude, the tie-in with Jerry Springer, I, I love that because that a lot of people don't even realize he was an actual decent journalist beforehand. <laughs> yeah. A yeah. legitimate journalist.
0: Yeah, Set out with the best intentions.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of my favorite parts of the movie for the Jerry Springer part, he's like, you know, he's like, I don't want to do anything harm. That's gonna, I don't want to bring any sort of harm that's going to cause something at home. Or whatever he says, he, he didn't want to bring violence into someone's home. Right. And then it's like cut to like a couple Whoops. years later. He's like, Jerry, Jerry.
4: <laughs> violence
1: yeah.
3: equals ratings.
4: But, yep. and, but yeah, that that 90s movement and then ultimately the, the hate and then the the apparent downfall of the Leech family. And then, you know, and then you wrap it up with, okay, well, it's, it's Barney. So, you know, it shouldn't be hate, it should be love.
1: Yeah. Oh, and there's the idea like, okay, so we're, we we were too old for Barney, right? But, right. you know, so there's no way for us to sort of connect to the idea of Barney, but we understand what that Barney role was for the kids that did grow up for him. Like, who, like you know, my Barney was Cookie Monster. So it was mm-hmm. like, you know, and then when you think of Cookie Monster, and you just think like that, that sort of love and that sort of like, Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, this, I got was, th- this was my, uh, Barney.
4: <laughs> nice.
1: Uh, so yeah, you're an Ernie guy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I can see that. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but no, he, have my Barney over here, <laughs> I
3: was going to say, I, I, what do I have now here? I've got
1: Matt Cardona, you know,
4: <laughs> that actually that brings up a good point. Speaking of Cardona. So, uh, you always you're a wrestling guy, Tommy, and uh, you always seem to inject some kind of wrestling influence into it. Like you had Foley for I Am Santa Claus, you had Cardona and Ghostheads. I was looking for any kind of reference in Barney, and then out of the corner of my eye, I look in the credits, and among well, I saw Evan Husney's in there, but also Tommy Dreamer. Oh yeah. So did what did the Dreamer have something to do with it? Like did he call the the so- chicken or something?
1: No, uh, you know, in the beginning I did a lot of sort of 90s research, you know, like, you know, I, I was born in 82, you know, but like, so I remember the 90s from my version of that sort of stuff, but like, you know, I just wanted to know what what was it like to be, um, well-known celebrity or just, you know, a, a person that was known in the 90s. So you'll see like, thank yous from Mark Summers, Alex Winter, Tommy Dreamer. So I just try to interview, I just like, not like on camera, but just like talking, like friends of mine, you know, like like Mark, what was it like being in Double Dare and being a celebrity in the nineties? Tommy Dreamer, what was it like being extreme in the nineties? Alex Mm. Winter, you were, you know, Bill and Ted, what was it like being that in the nineties? And we just kind of, especially Alex. Yeah. He's such a internet, guy then then mm. you know like he was very just he, he you know all his movies his documentaries are all about technology in some sense so right. to talk about early internet was like great with alex so it was just like a lot of sort of research we do have one snippet of stone cold steve austin giving the yes. stunner mm-hmm. and and i tried tried to get john cena in this because oh. john cena is the real life barney because mm. his, you know the demo he's made for children love him but the yeah. eighteen thirty five can't stand them. So mm-hmm. if you think about it, it's like, let's go, Barney. Barney sucks. Like that's the way. <laughs> that's you know, I try a good, That's yeah. a
4: very good uh, comparison. Yeah, yeah,
1: that works. Yeah, and then there's even a clip we found where The Rock called John. Yes. Some <laughs> Barney's like,
4: oh my god, you know, I like forgot about, about that.
1: I can't even know what the words that the rock used, but it was very, he did say the word Barney in it's. So. I,
4: I do recall that that was around the same time as the Fruity Pebbles reference.
1: You're the right. Barney yeah, of wrestling all during buddy. during that time, yeah.
4: Yeah, that, that is awesome though. No, yes, I-, I definitely I, tried. And
1: I, 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 I didn't, like, I didn't, this is the first project where I didn't edit, but I'll, I'll say that I was like, I was telling our archival producer, I was like, find any clip of Steve Austin given the middle finger try to give him like something with Steve Austin, something and I was just like getting clips from the Attitude Era. Cause when we were talking about like aggression during that time, I was like, just feed yeah. it in, feed it in. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: yep. And it's Peacock, so it's the synergy too. Yeah, right, that's,
1: that's what I was thinking. That's why I would try it. I was like, oh, John Cena would totally work, you know? But like, he was like out of the country and it just, it just didn't work. Uh, was doing, it. doing
3: his 700th Make-A-Wish at this point, <laughs> I think. I,
1: I was gonna that say guy. Peacemaker oh, season two,
4: maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows
1: what a uh, spectrum that is. Anyway, what I was saying though is like, you know, my my Barney was Cookie Monster.
4: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yeah, sure.
1: And uh, and the idea of like just like that feeling you get when you think of your Ernie or your Kiss or Matt Cardona, which is not a real
4: <laughs> I'm sure Matt Cardona would like to be someone's uh, Barney. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Put that on a t-shirt.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the idea, you know, like that that feeling it gets and like respecting what that role is in your 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 you know kids life or anyone like if you think about it like your Ernie for example, you know, that's probably one of the first things that you decided you were gonna like. Hmm. It wasn't like a family friend, it wasn't someone that was introduced to you. It was someone that you saw, and you were like, that's my thing. You know, so there's a respect that goes into that. And that's where a lot of these kids who love Barney
4: yeah I think you know Sesame Street and also Mr Rogers reverberated with me at that age because yeah. they were you know and it's exactly what is said in the documentary you know with mr Rogers like this this man is coming to you and and he's you know he's talking to you like a like a normal person like hey you're 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 you know you're you you're you're human and you're unique and, and like and know,
1: when, we, when we grew up, you know like there wasn't much programming for like little kids like zero to four. Mm. Sesame Street like did a lot like it was like it just yeah. ran the gamut you know but like Barney for uh, particular saw like a market in like zero to four zero to five and just went like for it and like and like it was it was they were the beginning but they were like Nick Jr. was like right behind them. Nick yeah. Jr. was like mm-hmm. 92 you know, '96. You're seeing Blues Clues. Mm. Even before then, you got Teletubbies. Yeah. You know, it's like it's oh. all that sort of stuff <laughs> that, uh, that we actually interviewed uh, Tinky Winky. You know, on, <laughs> uh, yeah, on Zoom. And
4: oh, wow. uh, we were
1: gonna get him to come over, but like he was in Europe, and it just it just didn't work out. But yeah, mm. we we wanted like the murders row of like children stars. We had oh, yeah. like Bill Nye the Science guys, Steve mm. Blues Clues. You know,
4: and you got Al we, Roker Tinky for a, a little right. bit.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. No, that was a
0: yeah. killer killer set was, list for sure.
3: It's oh, neat, yeah. neat seeing Steve these days too. Oh my yeah. god, I love
1: Steve. I was just texting I gave him a link to the movie and he, he said he enjoyed it. So I was very happy that's, about that. That's, that's that was
3: great. something I was gonna ask. Like how what was there any were there any people that you wanted to talk to that were that talked to you but weren't willing, that type of thing? Was there any of that? Like people yeah. not wanting to. Cheryl.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a well, lot yeah. of stuff. yeah, there's a lot of things that we talked about in the movie that are it's a delicate, it's a delicate dance, you know? Mm. And I like to think that we handle it with respect, you know. Mm. Uh, and you know, we we talk about it in not a way where we just say it and, you know, it's like a rip and read sort of like blog thing. But we talk about the whole story and everything that was going on around that time to kind of give like, I mean, you are you you are more than your worst day. You know, I don't want to get too into what happened, but something happened for sure in the family. And mm. it's it's something that's it's awful. And you know, some people definitely uh, were reluctant to talk about it, um, you know, but that's completely understandable. At the end of the day, you know, uh, I'm a stranger to these people, you know, so right. they can only trust me so much. You know, they, yeah, they see my other work and they did trust me, you know, but there's always going to be that sort of worry, you know? Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, now- I, just did, I just did Access Hollywood and I'm still nervous how it's going to turn out. <laughs>
4: And, n- and, sure. now do- and now you're doing, and now you're doing this thing. So, may- maybe, so yeah. maybe, maybe, maybe wow. we can make you feel better about it. Yeah, no one's going to
1: see this, so it's
4: good. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You, you get it. You've been this here before. Is, this yeah. is
0: going to be the one that sinks the ship. Alternatively, we never
4: know. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, um, no promises. But, uh, speaking of the people who who you didn't get to uh, talk to, was there any feedback from Cheryl? Yes, so
1: Cheryl. Cheryl I talked to before we even started filming. Like I, I wrote her this nice long email and she emailed me back and we, we went back and forth for a long time, you know? And uh, we met up, we had lunch, um, had this really great conversation. I think I mentioned, uh, you know, we, we talked for like four hours and at the end of the day, it was just one of those situations where, uh, you know, even when Barney was in its heyday, she was the kind of person that, sh- away from the negativity of Barney you know like any sort of bashing that happened she just never addressed it you know some of the people mm. who worked on Barney was like should we address this maybe we should address this uh and it just uh she never did so if we made a documentary called like I love you you know I think she'd be into it but like it, but the, because yeah. we about you hate me it might be something that she doesn't want to be a part of
4: yeah right? and, that, and that I to to your point that is understandable why she wouldn't totally. want to
1: be involved in it and
4: especially with the oh, yeah. with the uh non spoiler that you know happens yeah. you. at the end there um speaking of the, the the hate end and and I'm curious to to get your thoughts on this too do you think barney changed how tv shows cater to children these days because i know you have uh kids I, I don't see like i don't see anyone like you see, at some point, someone shooting a Barney doll. I don't see anyone shooting a Marshall from Paw Patrol, or or, or lighting uh, Shimmer and Shine on fire or something. No.
1: Oh, did you Google it?
4: No, yeah, don't 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 Google it. No, you don't want to no. Google
1: it.
3: I'll
0: show you anything you
4: want to see for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah.
4: it just doesn't was, seem to that that level of of how Barney got.
1: Sure, I mean, yeah. There's a couple things there, right? And, you know, Barney was in the beginning of the uh, internet, you know, and it was in a time where you just can't get as big as Barney anymore. You know, things are so like, it's just, it was PBS. That was it, that right. was the only thing to watch. Now there's Nickelodeon, there's Disney, there's YouTube. There's just so many avenues to watch these things. Like Blippy. Blippy is huge, but he's <laughs> not Barney huge. You mm-hmm. know I mean? He never will be. And right. he's super successful for this time period. And he's probably as big as he can be in this time period but you know i think if you look you know my son loves blippy and there is like we we looked it up just because i wanted to know there are uh blippy hate groups you know like they're like or at least on facebook you know it's like parents yeah. that are tired <laughs> um, of Blippy. um but, but it's, it's like you know and i'm, I'm sure you could youtube anything being destroyed uh yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but i think the thing is like there they'll never probably be as a character as hated as Barney because there was also never going to be a character as loved as Barney it's just during that time there's just so much attention on just, just on just like the small amount of programming that there was hmm.
4: that's that's again that's that's a good uh comparison is you know the the Barney to John Cena thing where it's like you you people, people well right doesn't H always
1: loving... say there's never going to be another John Cena you know Hmm.
3: I mean you did have other people get well like you know fred rogers that type of thing he was was he not as big as barney sure. or was it a different
1: right it's because of like the thing like because there was an avenue to talk about this sort of stuff with the early internet you know with the jihad destroyed barney uh early website the uh, i hate barney secret society newsletter you know mm-hmm. there was these ways for people for the first time to sort of collectively group on something they hated you know uh we talk about what like the the idea that characters are so pure and so perfect that we as a culture need to break it down right Right. and that happened with mr rogers i mean people said that he had these tattoos and that he was in the (laughs) military and killed people (laughs) you know and like little finger picture you know there's all these Sort of urban legends that happened with Steve, you know, Steve Blues Clues. Oh, he died of a heroin Mm -hmm. overdose. He died Mm -hmm. of a car crash. You know, and the same thing with Barney, you know, the Barney song backwards, satanic. There's always going to be something that is so pure that people just need to break it down. Right. It's this kid. It goes against
0: everything of my being. Like,
1: (laughs) yeah, I mean, like, what, like Saturday Night Live, uh, you know, made fun of Mr. Rogers. Mm -hmm. uh with you know eddie murphy and all that sort of stuff but again this small amount of venues you know there wasn't if they were going to have the jihad destroy mr rogers uh there was nowhere it would have been just some guy in his basement Mm -hmm.
3: so what you're saying is the internet really didn't bring out the best in everyone like we thought it would
1: (laughs) no i mean i mean what the thing is it's it's good and bad right i mean there's so many good things that comes from the internet there's so many bad things it's you know it's yeah. when well, we talk about this in the uh, movie. It's like love hugs and American rage. Like, why can't we as a society have something nice? Like, here's this character, Barney, that just wanted to teach us how to love. And we're just like, no, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Not get the hammers. That. Yeah. <laughs> Set him on fire. Yeah. <laughs> is he <hit>? Yeah? Yeah. <laughs>
0: no, oh. I, the one thing that I kind of, one of the first thoughts I had is it fits into this window of history where I wonder if this is part of the issue with like millennials from that period. Like, is this what started, I mean, to be devil's advocate when everybody says like this, this falsehood of like how everything's perfect, everything's awesome. Everybody loves you as Barney kind of portrayed, then coming up in a world that is not that, is that something that maybe a seed that got planted all those years ago that played out? I
1: mean, they did that with Mr. Rogers, too. Like, at a certain point, Mm -hmm. Mr. Rogers was blamed for the softening of, like, society. You know, like, the idea that saying you can do anything you want and then that not being true and people being angry about it. So that Mm -hmm. definitely was a thing before Barney. You know, Uh, I think you see... I don't know. uh, My son's six, so I I don't hang around with too many, like, young kids outside of that. But, like... But you look at, like, 21 Jump Street. Like, I always think of that Mm -hmm. movie where it was like the Shannon Tatum character was the cool jerk character back in the nineties, mm-hmm. but when he came back and you know, I guess like a couple of years, uh, what five six years ago maybe, mm-hmm. uh, and it was like everyone was sort of like nicer to each other, more politically correct, and he's like, "What? Wait, wait, right. wait when Did this become cool? You're the nerd, you know." Mm-hmm. So I think there is a shift in the way we kind of talk about each uh, talk to each other, where it isn't that aggressive, like. You know, uh, nerd. You know, you hate this. Uh, you know, and it's like, but now it's a little bit more like, hey, let's like actually like talk to each other and be acceptant, uh, accepting of of each other. You know,
4: right? It's it's become more the norm. Even with like, I went to New York Comic Con over the weekend, and it's like, a jillion people converging on on things that they they like their their own wheelhouses, and uh, you know. Uh, Totally different Star mm-hmm. Wars, and uh, I forget what else was there. I
1: seen I seen someone dressed like Steve from Blue's Clues, Bob the Builder, and Jesus Christ all going down an escalator together.
0: <laughs> so that's the but, setup for a joke for sure. <laughs> <laughs>
4: wow, yeah, that's true. Uh, the The other question that I had was, how was David Joyner to talk with?
1: I thought he was nice. I mean, he was great. Like he was very he was he was very open and that's all you kind of want when you're doing these sort of things And someone mm-hmm. that's like not holding back and he was just yeah he was just himself and he explained himself very well and if you just don't like what he does you don't like what he does but at the end of the day like he, mm-hmm. he explained it well enough and this is this is the life he lives and he's not apologetic about that he, he's a tantric thought, he's I, a
4: tantric sex guy i mean we uh, i was actually I mean i don't there.
3: have a problem with that if
4: if, if, if other people don't yeah if that's what you want your occupation to be and you're making money off of it fa- fantastic but uh it was just hysterical to me because uh thinking thinking back i'm like wait didn't we do an episode on this and, and we actually the three of us uh actually recorded like two days after that vice article came out and i'm like hey guys g- guess what barney does now oh, that's Circle.
1: A-
3: <laughs> it was weird that like that was i i didn't hear a lot about the the darker aspects of this i i mm-hmm. didn't actually know much of this but the one thing i had heard of course was about the guy who used to play barney yeah and he, he was into some weird stuff but it's like watching this like he's just doing his own thing with yeah. other people yeah, consensually so
0: literally killing it
4: like yeah.
3: yeah i i don't see what the problem is i don't see no. why that's weird it's,
4: it's, he's not you know he's not involved in some kind of cult no. it's an occupation
1: right i mean the great thing about the two hours we get to spend with all these people from Barney is the two hours we get to spend with these people telling their story mm. you know with a story like uh, with vice you have so many words and you only have so much time to like get to your thing so you lose some of that nuance you yeah. know and I think that article took a little couple stabs there you know and maybe mm. it wasn't you know it was a vice article and nothing not saying yeah. anything bad about it but it was it was playing to that audience you know and I think, it really hurt David in a sense because it didn't really tell the the round picture of what he does.
4: Yeah, and hope yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully you you do him justice in the, in the. I feel like you do,
1: Absolutely. like t-
4: telling the whole you know telling the entire story, not just to, to your point. The and I think Jason even mentioned this to me uh, for something else. I was like, it's like uh, written versus video. Hmm. You know, yeah, you can, you can do more more with this than with you know barney barney became a sex addict
3: yeah uh, i mean my takeaway not having known any of that just hearing hearing the rumors from a decade or two back was that why were there rumors this isn't anything weird ish i right, that was yeah, my takeaway
4: again <laughs> that's that just seems like uh what the what the documentary is about you know the whole you know the hate mongering kind of uh, aspect to it
1: yeah, I mean, a lot of people did, uh, when they talk about our doc, they say it's the dark side of Barney, you know? And it really isn't. It's the dark side of us, Like, we as a mm-hmm. culture really kind of mess this thing up, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, Barney Barney did everything it could to, to, to teach kids how to love. I mean, like, I talked about that newscast that said, well, that's the future of that country right there. But, like, Cheryl in interviews was like, you know, I'm, I'm creating Barney because I would like to show what the future could be. Mm-hmm. You know? And she was trying to make this, like, you know, more pleasant world and some, I think in some people, you know, like I, I can't speak for the Barney fans, but I think Andrew Olson says it real good that he feels that like his generation is way more kinder than the one prior, you know, so oh, it's yeah. Yeah, sort of the right direction.
4: Yes. Yeah, no, absolutely.
1: No. Yeah, I mean, I definite, never,
3: definite, I, definite seeds were planted.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember in my school, like if you got an A, you were like, loser. <laughs> <laughs> you tried, you what know, Yeah. Mm -hmm. now I don't think that's the case at all (laughs) No.
0: it was was a huge relief having watched this and found out that oh there really was nothing weird or creepy or bad going on in this production like it, it, it was all BS it was just like hate mongering and people being terrible people but yeah my takeaway is these were good, decent people doing good, decent work. It wasn't to like make b- the world a better place in their own little way. It's it yeah, wasn't like behind was
3: the scenes on Alf or something, <laughs> you know.
0: There wasn't any cocaine. I mean, what,
1: no. what are we doing? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it. what what I say, what I think about it is like, yeah, there was no bad stories, but so many weird characters, and I say weird in the most positive way possible. Sure. Because, like, I mean, Bob West, you know, the voice of Barney, he used to. Um, do voices for Chuck E. Cheese. He yeah. was the dog and the chef right. at Chuck E. Cheese. The
0: Italian, Steven, guy,
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah Stephen White was a writer uh, for Chuck E. Cheese. He was a writer for Barney. You know, David Joyner, the the body of Barney, he used to go and uh, store windows and become a mannequin. That he was crazy. Body that, with that's a awesome. Mind. You know, yeah. The, yeah. the minds are really weird. You know, yep. just, you know like, <laughs> another early writer, like we talked to him and he has like 13 parrots at his house uh yeah that that was a lot of parrots
4: (laughs) so i think you know in in you uh fleshing that out tommy it kind of speaks to me and saying you know don't judge a book by its cover maybe there's you know maybe don't hate on this as much as you know you thought you should have
1: well, I mean, like to, to double down on that, it's like you also never know what's going on in someone's life behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at a successful family that created Barney, and you see some of the struggles that they were having. You know, it's just you just, you just never know. You know, uh, it's just it's just hard to like. You can't place anyone in some sort of like bucket. It's just like you just life's tough. Yeah. <laughs> you know?
4: it is and we and we could all use a a barney type now nowadays
3: i was gonna say giving everyone the benefit of the doubt versus your first reactions
1: but that's tough right it's like because like i still will like have like first reactions it's like oh i feel this way you know but like like for instance like you know someone will send me like an email that really like angers me like if i can like get past five seconds i'm fine but usually it's just like you know you're just running the most hateful thing possible but like if you just like that letting yourself breathe and letting yourself cool down you know and just like thinking straight you know but right. it's tough sometimes
0: oh yeah those emails usually take three or four drafts before they go out so
1: yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. that's true and then well, you just writing this long thing it's like all this evil stuff and you, just delete, you go delete God. delete yeah, yeah. okay so I feel
4: that way <laughs> yeah well, Tommy, I, I think we've we've taken up pl- plenty of time. We've covered a lot of bases. Uh, you're a busy man. What's next for you?
1: Yeah, I was going to say that. So uh, the next thing for me is out, actually right now, we're doing a Kickstarter uh, for, it's called The House From. So if you go to the housefrom.com, uh, we're doing a documentary about what it's like to live in a famous house mm-hmm. from like Full House, Friday, Home Alone, Uncle Buck, Twilight, trains, planes, and automobiles. We've been to all these houses: Golden Girls, uh, Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. Uh, we've been nice. to all these houses and talked to the owners, and you know, what is it like to live in a famous house? Like when someone throws pizza on your house because you live in the Walter <laughs> White House, you know? Right. Uh, or the Goonies house, and all these sort of situations. So, if uh, if you if your audience can go to thehousefrom.com, Barney's the big one. Mm-hmm. This is the small one. We're releasing it yeah. ourselves. Well, so We'll put uh, both
4: in the show notes. For sure. But uh Tommy, thank you so much for uh chatting with us and uh look forward to the Barney Duck and uh all your endeavors uh in the future. Well thanks (laughs) for having
0: me again. Start working through the back catalog too.
3: Mm -hmm. Excited for that. Yeah, thanks for your time. I appreciate it.
1: -hmm. Bye man, take it easy. All right, take care. See ya. And we're
4: back, everybody. I hope everyone enjoyed the interview and the show. Uh, you can visit us on the web, acpnet.net. Uh, Patreon.com slash acpn. You can do a dollar a month to get the entire backlog of the old Adventure Club and Swimcast episodes. Uh, oh, we do Twitch. Do We still, we still do Twitch, right? We still do Twitch. Okay. Twitch on Tuesdays and Thursday nights, Most most... Tuesday, Thursday nights. I'm twitching right now. I'm twitching right now. There's too much too much coffee from the commercials. <laughs> <laughs> um and what am I missing? Patreon, Twitch, the website. Only OnlyFans. I don't have an OnlyFans yet. Only feats. Only feats, I ha- maybe I have that.
3: That's Jason's site.
4: Uh like us, you know, five star us on your podcast listening device of your choice, except for iTunes, which They'll probably bury the show under dubstep again. Like right. they, like they did with adventure club.
3: Wup, if, wup, wup. If,
0: if anybody gives a shit about what I do with my life, mm-hmm. jpollardvo.com, twitch.tv slash wag podcast. Matty boy, what, what what do you got?
3: You know, I'm not plugging anything tonight. I got nothing to plug.
4: Oh, I, I I'm going to plug my, my brand new, uh, air purifier. <laughs>
0: I'll Jesus, no,
4: no, I'm not going uh, to gave them your money. Don't give them more free money. Yeah. <laughs> Brought to you by, by Quaid. <laughs> yeah.
3: Quaid. Yeah. Quaid.
4: All right. We'll be back soon. Hopefully. Uh, and enjoy, uh, stuff and things that we do Yay. Our, our endeavors. Good night, everybody. Bye.